0: Hello, and welcome to You Philosopher. So, let's talk about the Avengers Infinity War. Uh, Obviously, I'm a little bit behind, but uh, I am once again finding myself in the midst of moving, so forgive me both for the completely lack of interesting decor behind me and uh, my sitting on the floor. So, uh, that being said, let's talk about Thanos. There's some interesting question, I've seen people talking about this a little bit, but I I certainly find it just kind of interesting in general as to whether or not um, Thanos is really a villain in the strictest sense. Now, I think one of the first things that we can agree on is that in Infinity War, really the the protagonist of the story is Thanos. And by that, what I mean is, I don't mean the hero, I don't mean the the good guy, I mean the main focus in terms of a character, the main focus in terms of character development, the person who we're really learning the most about and we're seeing grow and that we're really kind of developing most of the emotional ties with ends up being Thanos, more so than anyone else in the Avengers. So with that being said, there's a pretty interesting character who develops, right? So he has a specific mission. It seems as if that mission is um, one that may not be motivated out of the purest possible evil that it seems to be, right? He wants to kill half of the people in the universe. That sounds pretty evil, but then we find out why. Well, he thinks there needs to be a balance okay, there's a little bit of trying to understand maybe his justification there. So he's he's very wrongheaded and he has this crazy idea of balance. But then we learn about his home planet and that people wouldn't listen to him when he came up with this idea for how they could save themselves. And because they didn't listen to him and he has a very fair proposition, right? It doesn't really matter who you are, or who you're born to or how much money you have, right? Basically a lottery, and we kill half the population so that the other half can live. And he even argues that there are planets where this clearly has been effective. In, for instance, Gamora's case, her home planet is now a paradise, apparently. So how bad can this guy really be? He's trying to adjust, address a problem of over overpopulation that he sees, it seems difficult to be able to articulate that universe-wide, but he's seen it at least in terms of individual planets. And so, thusly, by snapping his fingers, he's solved that problem for potentially millions of worlds. So what does this all mean? How villainous is Thanos? Well, some might argue not really a villain at all, right? That a villain, in fact, has to be someone who's done something out of the purest negative intentions. So oh, I just want to kill people. I like death and destruction and mayhem. But this doesn't seem to be his motivation. So is he, is he really that bad? And in fact, we might even wonder how bad of a father is he really? Because we see that in order to acquire the soul stone, he has to give up that which he loves the most. And well, what does he give up? He gives up Gamora. And so giving giving up something that he genuinely loves is the only means by which to acquire the soul stone. So he must actually love her. So now we have a character who is perhaps misguided at worst. He does something that's really tragic, but with laudable ends, excuse me, laudable intentions, and he's, in so doing, he might actually have even laudable consequences. Maybe a lot of planets are going to be a lot better off, so on and so forth. And we see that he truly does love his daughter. So despite how harsh he is and his kind of seeming lack of willingness to engage her in loving or gentle ways, this is someone who saved her, turns her away from seeing the death of half of the population of her planet, um, and is answerable to her in the end. So after he snaps his fingers, he is asked what it cost, and he replies, it cost everything. So now we see someone who in the end has sat down to watch the sun and just finally kind of be at peace, knowing that he's done the right thing that no one else can understand. So how truly villainous can be he be? Well, I'm gonna argue very. And the reason why I'm going to is in part because <clears throat> At first, it seems like it's easy to see Thanos as a villain. So the perhaps more in-depth argument is the one that you can give where he isn't really the villain, right? Where I sit down and I talk to you about, well, look at the things that he's trying, His both his intentions and the consequence might out uh, come out better. He seems, we, we have empirical evidence to the fact that he loves Gamora. So how truly bad can he be? Well, I think we're looking at someone here who is also pretty obviously painfully selfish. So leaving aside for the moment that he decides to kill half of the universe, maybe we we give that to him. We say, oh, well, he has this misguided sense of balance, or even maybe not even that misguided, right? Lots of people are gonna be in in now resource-rich worlds just by default. So he maybe he ends up even doing kind of a right thing for kind of a right reason, and he's willing to make the ultimate sacrifices in order to do so, right? He loses family. He loses friends. He is left without anything. What's the cost? Everything. Well, I, I'm just going to call baloney on that one. One thing that I'm going to argue is is that it seems to me relatively clear, and I think Loki sees this, that what Thanos wants is power. Now, we might argue, well, but he wants that power for this laudable end. But Loki straight up tells him, you know, you will never be a god. Because it's gods who have that kind of power. And, And when I say that kind of power, I don't mean just the ability to, say, snap their fingers and do something that it seems to take omnipotence to be able to do. I mean the power to make the decision about life and death. is particularly on such a broad scale that it falls in the hands of the gods, so to speak, to determine whether or not trillions of people should or shouldn't die, that it's left to them. And so the one thing that kind of Tickles my brain a little bit is, is that notice then when half the population dies, well, there should be theoretically, I would think, a 50-50 chance that Thanos himself would die. Now, some people I think are going to argue fairly cogently that, um, well, obviously he can't because he's the mechanism by which it's happening. So maybe there's some sort of paradox involved, right? If, if he ceases to exist at the moment that half the population is killed, right, the mechanism wouldn't work. But I'm not, entirely convinced of that. My intuition is, and this isn't something I can prove, but my intuition is, is that given the choice Thanos would choose to live, wait a minute, I kind of can prove it. Because if we look at the scene in which Thanos has to give up that which he loves, that and, and that, that is the point where we're supposed to go, oh, this guy actually does love someone. Maybe he's even kind of doing it for her. So in this twisted way, he's killing Gamora to do the right thing for her. For, uh, in other words, for a universe that belongs to people like her and for children like her. What a noble enterprise. But I think that a truly loving father gives the gauntlet to gomorrah and then throws himself off i mean think about it for a second he really believes in his cause right i mean really believes in it he's willing to give up everything for it really believes in his cause what better way to convince the person who you really believe is supposed to understand right? Your child, the person that you want. You know, he even says that he wanted to see her sitting in that chair someday. Well, clearly not that badly. <laughs> well, what better way to demonstrate to her his complete and total commitment to this idea that, no, it's 50-50. In a, it was him and Gamora. 50-50 chance. Now we might argue, well, but it's something along the lines of what you love the most. And so he gives up the thing that he loves the most. Well, maybe. But it seems to me that, well, A, we could argue that he's still giving up. If if Gamora is actually what he loves the most, then in killing himself, he's still losing her. And I'd like to argue that the Soul Stone might be willing to make a little exception in that regard. But given the choice between making the ultimate sacrifice for what he believes in, well, look at him. He believes in it so much that he's willing to give up his daughter, but not willing to give up himself. So I'm not so convinced that he actually loves Gamora all that much. And someone might reply, well, but he does get the soul stone. So obviously, at minimum, even if it's not a matter of what you love the most, it's just a matter of something you genuinely love, he gets the soul stone. And my reply to that is... Oh sure, but I think that's actually why it's so easy for him to kill her in the first place because I think in the vein of all truly kind of selfish people is that the things that they care about the most are really just extensions of themselves in the first place. They're things that they see as connected to them and the things that aren't connected to them, they remove, they don't matter as much, they're willing to sacrifice those things. And in the case of the things that they really care about, well, those things are just, you know, you're an extension of me. And you see that in bad parenting a lot. The, the parents who refuse to let their children be themselves and, and the goal for the parent is, is I want you to be just like me. That's my goal. I want you to have the kind of job that I have and do the kind of thing that I believe and I want you to do my kind of thing. So you're trying to basically just make another you, the kinds of parents who have children so that they can have a toy, something to dress up or something to teach to be like them. Not something to love unconditionally, not someone to love unconditionally, but something to carry on their mantle, something to make them immortal. Well, Thanos doesn't need Gamora to be immortal anymore anymore when he becomes immortal by virtue of having the infinity stones so as basically just an extension of himself in the first place and kind of a failed version of that extension she doesn't really buy into his plan doesn't engage in honesty the way that he wants her to, etc., etc. Well, she becomes the thing that he can sacrifice. And because he loves himself so much, and he views her as basically an extension of himself, in killing her, he acquires a soul stone. But how much more powerful would it have been? How much greater an act of belief, faith, trust, and love, would it have been for him to hand Gomorrah the gauntlet and say, I believe that you're going to do the right thing. I think when you see the sacrifice that I'm willing to make, you'll be willing to make the same sacrifice because this is this important, but it's 50-50. And given the choice, I choose you and then sacrifices himself. At that point, I can't even think, I can't even help but think that there's a genuine possibility that Gamora might be kind of convinced that she would feel somewhat obligated to follow in her father's footsteps. And there would be no question, none, no question whatsoever of how deeply her father loves her. Because on one hand, yes, it does seem to be the case that love is a way of viewing people as kind of an extension of ourselves. Now, when we, when we love other people, we're kind of bringing, when bad things happen to them, it's kind of a bad thing happening to us. We're bringing them into our identity, that there's a relational quality here. And that as we you know, love more and more people, you know, in terms of a family, my community, my country, my world, that we're, we're identifying their welfare with our welfare. And so I don't mean to suge- suggest that is entirely a horrible thing, but I, I am going to suggest that That identification of others whom we love as basically just being an extension of ourselves also can become profoundly selfish if we are not willing to recognize the fact that whilst their welfare impacts ours and when they're not doing well, we are also sad, that part of what they genuinely might need is to be not part of us. Hence why... You'll see in a lot of traditions, certainly, you know, uh, uh, biblically, that the notion of the purest form of love is itself self-sacrificial. And that might mean letting your child not follow in your footsteps and supporting them in that. Or, um, you know, <laughs> you see those those movies that have like a, a you know, I don't know. Uh, it would be better off if this wild... Um, dog that you kind of adopted would be better off back in the wild. And so you, you shoo them off, you know, because it's in their best interest, that kind of a thing. But the willingness to sacrifice either my own life as an act of love or sacrifice having that person as identified as part of myself so that they can then be themselves would certainly by my lights be a far greater act of love than I love you. So if I have to sacrifice the thing that I love most, I guess it would be you. When I genuinely have the option of sacrificing myself so that you can continue on and be you without me. So I'm not really all that moved by Thanos. I think he, like many of us, like, I'm I know that i certainly do this on occasion is justifying actions that are really about him and his power and the way that he wants to remember be remembered and we notice that he even says to gomorrah that he is not willing to 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 miss an opportunity again that he had a chance to achieve his greatness in in a sense and he's not willing to miss his his fate and That that self-focus seems to me to really kind of deflate everything that we want to say about Thanos as being, you know, well, justified in this way or that way or the other. That really, all of that stuff, well, I'm doing it because I want balance, I'm doing it for this, etc., is really just the facade over which is fundamental desire for power, and control and ownership is, by my lights, not particularly even all that well hidden. So um, I'm curious to hear your thoughts. You might vehemently disagree. He might really be a great fellow who's being misunderstood or just does a bad thing and kind of misguided, or he really is showing the greatest possible act of love Perhaps my definition of love is too stringent or um, itself selfish right? The willingness to sacrifice oneself for the other really just leaves the other kind of shafted and now they have to deal with the tremendous guilt of your willingness to sacrifice for them. But all of that being said, I do want to forward to you the very possibility that a truly loving parent, given the option between sacrificing themselves and sacrificing their child to accomplish these amazing ends, would sacrifice themselves. So with that, I wish you a wonderful week.